Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And And we we are are the Gabby Gabby Girls. Girls. (laughs) Episode 5 of Gabby Girls. Hi, Ginny. How are you today? Hey, Kate. I'm so good. How the heck are you? I am stressed. So talk about why you're good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We can get into the stress later, but I... I had like so much random amazing shit happen to me this week and it's only Tuesday. (laughs) So I'm so excited to talk to you about this because I don't have a lot of good days. As you know, I haven't been, you know, recently. Um, So I guess I'm just gonna start from the beginning. So the beginning is Friday, by the way. So picture this, it's Friday afternoon and my parents are going to a party. It's their friend's party and I'm like tired. I'm like, I've been doing stuff all day. I just did stuff all week. Uh, And we're going to a party. All right. So my mom was like, come on, just get dressed. You'll have fun, whatever. So I do it. I go. And probably like 15 minutes after I get there, I run into one of my very close friends from high school, his mother, um, Debbie Goodwin. So I run into her inside. And I don't know. I just like looked into her eyes and we started talking. She hugged me and I just felt like there was nobody else there. (laughs) And I know. And I just, we ended up talking and kind of deeply, like I kind of told her the struggles I've been dealing with, just, you know, with the bipolar and my mental health. And I also, something else I struggle with is I have psoriasis and my psoriasis has been fucking raging. Like my boobs we're completely covered, my back, everything. I've been wearing high necks. I'm actually wearing one right now, but I don't need to. Um, I wear a high neck because my chest has psoriasis, everything. It's embarrassing. And so I'm telling her all this, and she goes, you know, I have a, I've been doing cold plunges. Um, I've been doing cold plunges. I have a tub. I want you to come up and do it. And I'm like, what the fuck is a cold plunge? And she's like, basically, you sit in ice water for four minutes, And that's it. So I'm like, all right. And she said to me, too, because, you know, you see people at parties and a lot of times people make plans that never fall through. So she said to me right before she hugged me goodbye, she was like, I really want you to do this. And I'm like, I'm a fucking doer. I'll be there. (laughs) So I wake up the next morning. Right. So I wake up the next morning. You and I record our podcast on Saturday. And then I made plans with her and I ended up going up to her house that afternoon, and I did my first cold plunge. And she asked me, she was like, do you want me to go first and just show you? And I'm like, no, no, I'll just do it. Because if I watched her go first, there's a chance I may not have gotten in. And I'm also like, to make myself feel okay, (laughs) Um, anything. So I get in, I do the plunge, and then I end up going up the next day and doing it again. And so today I did my fourth plunge and my psoriasis is gone wow like completely gone off my body I've tried everything I one time I drank celery I I hate celery let me preface this I fucking hate celery I one time drank celery juice 16 ounces of celery juice every day for 90 days to get rid of it and that didn't work I've done it all so you know the steroid creams the I used to get the injections too and this is in four days like I have clear, I can't even, I can't even believe it. I have clear skin. So this is also supposed to be good for your mental health, the cold plunging. 
Um, and I, I can have fun and I like to laugh and all that, but I've been having a really hard time just enjoying anything for, mm -hmm. for a long time now. Um, and I, I, I've been saying this recently, just like I miss that feeling of like pure excitement for something and like the butterflies. So I was driving up to her house this morning at like eight o'clock, I don't know. And the song came on and it's something that Trey and I, my little brother, used to jam so hard to. And I got the butterflies in my stomach like for the first time in like two years. I just was sobbing <laughs> driving up oh. there. Like I was sobbing. I'm like, I, I can't even explain like what that feels like because I for so long have been like, I just, I want to be excited about something again. And I finally was. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. And I, um, so I got up there today, I did the plunge and then I, I just, I was smiling in the ice bath. Like this is four minutes of hell. I was sitting in there and I was just like so peaceful and happy and excited. And I just want to share this. Like I, I feel like it's important. I know a lot of people struggle with skin issues and mental health and autoimmune is linked to bipolar and your mental health. And I don't even know why this works. I don't know what about it it is. Like it shocks your body. I don't know. But I, I just wanted to share because I know a lot of people struggle. Mm. And this is like a f literally free. Like dump some ice in your bathtub, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just so amazing. Like I, I didn't think I was going to be able to experience that joy again and I felt it over something so small this morning it just right it gave me a lot of hope wow well so first of all I didn't even know that you had psoriasis so yeah that's crazy second I feel like you should dm Kim Kardashian because I literally saw the celery juice and all the shit that she's been through on her show um and then have third have you heard of this like Joe Rogan talks about him and I, I watched a documentary on him. He's like this guy who like lives in the freezing cold in like Denmark or something. And this is his whole shtick for the past like 30 years. He like swims in the cold ass ocean every day and he's all about getting cold and he runs around in bare feet and underwear in, in the snow. And like, he's happy and he's super healthy and this is like what he does. Have you heard about I him? I have not heard about him. I, okay, so okay. I also feel like I need to add, <laughs> I've been living in silence for like two years. Like literally it was like my brain just couldn't handle anything else in there. I think I've probably talked about this, but I've been living in silence. No music, not, no podcasts. Like I started listening to music again probably two months ago. Um, I wow. heard uh, the Machine Gun Kelly album, Tickets to My Downfall. It just spoke to me. And that was like the first album in two years that I've like, like, it made me love music again. Um, wow. Yeah, so I haven't been listening to, to much. <laughs> and to be honest, I haven't even really researched too much about bipolar and all that because I don't want to scare myself. Mm. But there's so much good info out there that it's like, you don't have to be scared. Just be open. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's actually, I think that's very, very smart of you because we know you, um, and you will just, you take it to the nth degree in everything that you do. And so I think it's really smart that you're not 
Googling and going down the website, you know, internet medicine route, um, I want to look up some like books for you about from like good people who are going to like positively talk about bipolar instead of just all like the scary negative shit. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I love that. Thank you. And I also, I will say like, Deb, I don't know how I've been living my life without her. (laughs) I'm serious. She, she's been, you know, she's been looking into it too. And she just gives me like these little tidbits and I know she doesn't want to overwhelm me. Um, but she's just been helping, helping me just, you know, kind of stay on the positive and realize that so many things are connected that you wouldn't have ever thought. Yeah. So that's my Tuesday. (laughs) I think also like, um, auto, we're, we're learning so much more about autoimmune and how deep seated it really is and how it can be connected to like emotional stress and stuff like that along with like diet. you know, there's just so many facets of it that we just really haven't had anything to to really know so I think this is like that's how I would look at it too as a positive is like we're learning more and more each year so thank god this is like we're not back in like the 1960s and you would just be like put in an insane asylum right just like raw dog in life (laughs) like I don't have to do that like you know there's just there's so many more people who are looking at um alternative medicines and the way that you can treat from the inside out instead of just going straight on medication so I just I that's how I look at like having medical issues is I'm just like, okay, well, at least I live in a time when people really care and are trying to fix them. Yeah. And, and there's so much information now and people are more experimental with their own health and are Mm -hmm. happy to share that, which I find so helpful. Um, and I'm like not a person necessarily that shares what I'm going through or how severe it is. So I did, but I felt like I compelled to talk about this. I felt like I needed to mm. because I know people struggle in silence a lot and we don't have to struggle alone and we honestly don't have to always struggle. Right, totally. Are you going to get a cold plunge at your house now? Oh my gosh, yes. So she's getting she's getting a new freezer and like a, a freezer that she's going to use for plunging and she was like, You're, you can have my tub. And it was so funny. I was up there yesterday and she was like, I want to give you this tub, but I don't want you to stop coming here to do cold plunges with me. And I'm like, oh, you can't get rid of me that easily. (laughs) That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you had, you've had like a good couple of days. You really deserve them. Thank you. I like, it it feels like I have a little bit of life in me for the first time in a while. I can't imagine what that feels like. Yeah. Okay, well, so let me Debbie Downer this a little bit because I'll talk about my stressful. Um, Give it to me. Twenty four hours. So um, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to, on vacation with my parents on a very isolated small island with limited amount of people. So it's basically going to be me, Boyd, the two dogs, and my parents in a house and at the beach together for four or five days. I have a very layered relationship with my mother in particular, but also with my parents. Um, There have been quite a few ebbs and flows in our relationship. That is something that is still very much a work in progress and always somewhere in my life where boundaries are the most difficult because it's my parents. So I am very nervous to go spend this much time with both of them together, let alone individually. Um, so I have that coming up on Friday. 
Um, so everyone send me good energy because I need it. Um, so in leading up to that, as most of us know, work, you have to like triple work because you have to plan for like two weeks in advance so that you're not totally behind when you get back from vacation. So I'm just doing a lot. Right. Like paid time off is really just like cram all your shit into a couple days and then and then take that time off it's not really like writing that, time that off, first day you know? back because you just know your inbox is going to be insane right yeah so i've just been you know yesterday i just i work so hard and my boss kind of like we have we have a daily meeting because we're working on a very big project and him and i are very close but he kind of like left on like kind of a negative note and it was just not the way i needed needed to start my monday morning um, and so I kind of was in like a pissy mood. And then yesterday I took Boyd's car, which is very rare. I don't like to drive. And so me driving Boyd's car was major yesterday. And, um, when I was coming home, a rock hit my, the windshield and shattered like nine inch crack, huge dent in it. And Boyd has a Tesla, so it's already expensive, but then he has a tint on it too. So I was like, fuck, there's like 1500 bucks oh, that I don't want to spend right now, but I have to because it is my responsibility to make good on this. And he cares so much about his car. So I just knew that this was going to be very difficult for him um, because he just, he hates to have things go wrong with his car. So, and that's his baby. It is saved up for that. He worked hard for that car. So it's like, it, things are different when, you know, it's something you've wanted for so long, right? And you know that. You yeah. respect that. But that's what he said. He said, that's my baby. And I said, but I'm your baby too. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, and like also take care of me. I didn't mean I to. I didn't mean to. And he was like, I know. That's why I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just irritated. And I was like, me too. I know. I'm so mad. So that's been like, I just like felt so bad for that. And I feel like such a loser um, because it like, I just, I'm like, ugh, of course it had to happen on the on the week that we're supposed to be driving eight hours so now he has to go drop off the car and he has to get a new windshield right it's inconvenient so inconvenient adding so much to his plate on already a busy week i just feel bad and then um maybe that's a sign that you are supposed to like slow down i know it is but the universe is not really understanding the predicament i'm in and i have to be moving fast right now i can move slow in like four days so (laughs) um (laughs) So then this morning we signed papers for our house. So I'm officially a homeowner. Woo! Oh my gosh. Bananas. So that was, that was like something we had to do this morning. And then I kind of, in my morning meeting with my boss, I told him, I was like, look, right now I need you to be a positive influence in my work life. And I was like, I'm working my ass off. I literally said this. I said, I've been working my ass off for a month straight. I'm stepping up to the plate in every way possible. I'm, I'm picking up other people's slack when already maxed out myself. I need you to tell me that I'm doing a great job and I need you to not end our meetings on negative notes. And he was like, fair. I take that feedback and you're right. And you're a rock star and you're a badass, and I appreciate you. And I was like, thank you. That's what I needed. And so Oh, that's so nice. It sucks that sometimes you have to ask for that, but it also you have to, we've talked about this before, sometimes you have to tr- teach people what you need, what it is that you need to be successful and to get through. So that's amazing that he could give that to you. Oh, yeah. No, he's like, we're very, very close. And he he always like says, he's like, I forget that you have, that you need, like, you need a validation or, or you know, a approval or whatever because you just get shit done like he's like you're just not one of the team members I have to like worry about and I was like I don't need you to worry about me I just need you to like 
boost me a little bit. Like, tell me I'm doing. Just remember. Right. Like, I'm I'm out here working. I'm out here working, you know. <laughs> All right. right. That's my stressful day. I'm ending it here because I'm very excited for this podcast. And I'm very excited to talk about something that I know you've been bursting to talk about. So take the floor. Something I want to talk about, and this is a rabbit hole I've fallen down, of course, is last week the United States government introduced a new disclosure act regarding aliens. So let's get into it. Okay. So the name of the act is the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Disclosure Act of 2023. We can shorten that and just say UAP Disclosure Act. So if you hear me say that, that's what I'm referring to. Now, what is this act exactly? So this is a new bill that is going to be presented and discussed in coming weeks. So we'll hear a little bit more. This is really just the start of it. But it aims to create a commission with authority to release USO, USO, UFO info to the public. Um, this is kind of a big deal because this basically means that the Senate Majority Leader has given a shitload of legitimacy to the study of UAPs because originally what they were planning on doing was adding an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. The NDAA is a series of U.S. federal laws that specifies the annual budget and expenditure of the U.S. Department of Defense. So there's different branches of this. And at first, they basically wanted to add this to that act, but decided to create its whole own thing. So that says, you know, this is more than what the U.S. can handle, basically. Um, And so what does this mean? Basically, this means that this act legally compels the Pentagon and any third-party aerospace contractors, so think Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, to provide all related info and technology to a panel of nine presidentially selected appointees who will then determine and declassify any info that wouldn't harm national security. So basically this means that, yeah, so basically this means that anything that won't harm national security regarding UFOs and things like that, the government is going to start talking about. And up until now, they have... (laughs) pretty much denied everything. Um, You know, we've been in the dark about most of this. You know, a lot of people know a lot about aliens and UAPs and whatnot, but the government's never legitimized it in this way. So this is a big deal. Um, This also makes me think that the government has given these contractors, or maybe they're just aware that these contractors have parts of ships, other identified tech, and this is the only way for them to recall it. Um, i That's just me speculating, but just based on the wording that they use, because they did specifically say third-party aerospace contractors. Um, now, some interesting things about this bill. There, before I kind of tell you some of the wording that they use, because this is the most interesting part to me, I do want to say that there is a mountain of important context that they use to describe each of these items. I'm just giving an overview. So first things first, some pretty wild things, um, some language that they use is non-human intelligence and technology of unknown origin. So 
right there, I mean, that stuff we know, we've heard about alien tech and whatnot. The fact that they said that is so exciting. Now let's get to the tech. Um, some, these are some more terms that they use. Hypersonic velocity, instantaneous acceleration, transmedium travel, which is travel from water to airspace, and physical or invasive biological effects to close observers. So this is all stuff we've heard, but the government has legitimized it, and this is a huge step for, I mean, the world, honestly. I think it's crazy that aliens have just become widely accepted in the past four years, right? In the middle of the Trump administration is when the government just really kind of, that's when I heard about the government releasing documents. Right, they were starting just, to like ease us into it because it does startle people. And, you know, universal truth isn't measured in mass appeal. And that fits this case. You know, a lot of people aren't ready to talk about that or don't want to believe it. But it's happening. It's real. And it's exciting, <laughs> to be honest. It's so yeah. exciting. I think it's so exciting. Yeah. I'm not scared of them because we are still here. You know, I saw like a meme the other day that said uh, aliens cross the street and like pull their purses closer to them when they go close to Earth. Like that's how they regard us. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> they're like, hold your purse in front of you. Like, right. They're like <laughs> cell phone at the ready, like, you know, key in between the fingers yeah. just in case. They... <laughs> <laughs> Where's the mace? <laughs> Right, like they have to, they have to take their own training courses before coming. Right, here. like the parents are like, "Don't um, go but... to that side of town, kids. It's terrible." Yeah, <laughs> stay on the east. Where's the east? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is. I think that if they wanted to harm us, they could, would, already have, probably, would have already have, already would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it doesn't. I'm not scared. I'm intrigued. Me too. I want to know more. Me too. It's whatever they release is just like, you know, it's just like an iota of what they truly know. And so it's just like, oh, my gosh, all of the things that have been like sci-fi for the past 50 years are probably all true. And there's probably just so much more than we know about. It's just it's just going to be so cool. Right. Like the fact that they use such explosive language in this first act is. <laughs> I mean, wow. Like you just know there's so much more that they're not telling us. They're giving us tidbits. Right. Like. You know, and that will probably continue for a while, but I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Me too. There's, there's more will be coming out in the next couple of weeks just as they try and pass this. And, you know, they appoint the nine individual people. But just as for right now, it's just like a waiting game and just knowing that it's coming. I wonder if they're going to keep those, um, if that, like that board of select, selected people, I wonder if they're going to keep that quiet just for their sa the safety of them. Right. Like, I also will say that the commission setup that they're using is the same setup that they used for the commission that released info on the JFK assassination. Mm. And that left, I mean, I mean, that that left so much to the imagination that it, that does kind of frighten me a little bit. Like, I, I mean, that bill was in the 1900s. <laughs> you know, we... We need a different setup, and we need it to be honest because the JFK assassination, the shit they released wasn't even true. 
you know? Yeah, I, I think I think that this is a different level of importance because that doesn't just this doesn't just affect the United States. This affects the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if other governments are releasing information about what they know. Um, so if we're the first government to do so, you know all other governments have information on it. And so I'm wondering, you know, it'll be interesting to see if other people start to, re- to release, like if NATO as a whole perhaps. Right. Like the fact that they said non-human technology, like that affects everyone in the world it's not like this is some oh this is russian technology like we know that this is not this did not come from the planet earth right yeah um and that you know makes it oh that just kind of gave me a weird thought though like that just kind of threw me into the whole new world order thing like that's another reason for everyone to unite instead of just country based Mm. yeah won't happen I know. I mean, this is probably like the first step. <laughs> I mean, not definitely not the first, but publicly. One thing that really interests me um, that kind of goes along with one of the, some of the theories I've heard about aliens is the trans medium. Is that what you said? From water to air? Mm-hmm. Uh, trans medium travel. Yeah. Yeah. Trans medium travel. Because I've heard a lot of theories about aliens being in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that's why we struggle to keep track of them because if they can go from water to air, obviously we don't have that technology of like our drones or anything. Right. And some of that, speaking of that, I have a couple examples just of transmedium travel and things that have been seen reported by, um, you know, the U S I want to say the air force, but it might've been the Navy. I I don't know. But basically, they, th- what had been spotted is these, like, submarine-looking ships. Basically, they look like a pill. They're like an oblong mm-hmm. ship that was just, like, soaring through the air so fast. They were moving, like, instantaneously that the people in the air couldn't catch it, and then they would drop into the water. And they'd pop up, and they'd drop back. And I remember reading about that a couple of years ago. So when I read that transmedium travel, I was like, holy shit, that's a real thing. Yes. Well, and so have you heard the theory that um, octopi, octopuses, are descendants of aliens and because of their ability to change shape and texture and colors, and they're so smart, and they're very different from, like, any other animal in the, in the ocean, that back, you know, millions of years ago when um, a, a meteor must have come through Earth's atmosphere, it had, like, alien particles on it, and that's how octopus became to be a thing. That's pretty cool. I also will say, Katie sent me a video yesterday on Instagram of an octopus basically disguising himself as an eel. And, like, that's exactly what I think of when you say that. Like, they are so fucking smart, and they just, they can blend in. And they are not small creatures. Like, they have eight tentacles. Some of them are so small, and some of them are so big. That's the crazy part, too. Right. But that one you sent me was, like, that was a big, that was a big big animal. Hiding. And you wouldn't even know that. Did you ever watch um, My Octopus Teacher? No. Oh, my goodness. It's this What is that? Tell me more. Oh, my gosh. You're going to – it'll make you fall in love with octopus. They're so cool. Um, It's this diver, I want to say, again, in, like, Norway or something. And he's a – 
producer maybe or a videographer or documentary guy i don't know he basically went down to the same spot every single day and he free dived and he he formed this bond with this octopus and he basically saw her through her life and there were times where he could have like helped save her or helped her from being injured and he did not because he just felt like it wasn't his place and so it's basically this like love story between him and this octopus and even his he even says like his wife got like jealous because he would go for hours every single day to see this one octopus and she just was like this is crazy you know but he had to do it for the story and so I just recommend everyone to watch it it will tear your heartstrings it is so compelling and just beautiful that's so cute also because you know when you start helping wild animals like that then they become not wild yeah domesticated totally you know yeah. and so the fact that he was like I can't I gotta this octopus has to figure it out yeah octopus stuff on its own that's that's a beautiful thing yeah I also I I know a lot about octopus um uh they're like one of my favorite animals there's this one um researcher who studies them and he saw this one phenomenon they'd never seen it before this octopus grabbed like a hundred shells and covered every um sucker in a shell and created the basically this whole shell sphere around itself and it was able to walk on the ocean floor completely covered in shells and so they think that's like a hunting technique and a um disguise technique so that they won't holy shit right and i'm just like what other creature do like we... the octopus like made himself some shoes right literally or a whole costume like a whole costume out of shells like imagine like every little sucker whatever i don't even know what they're called um whatever you know covered in shells like on their tentacles i know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about the little yeah uh, what i know there's a what word i know there's a word anyway um so they're just incredible creatures and so and i unfortunately i love octopus to eat them and so i don't I try not to eat them anymore because I feel so bad because they're so cool. <laughs> right. And I've seen, I've seen videos of octopus, just like how strong they are. Like they seem soft. Like I would think that I would shake an octopus's arm, shake its hand and it would be like jello, but they're not. They're all muscle. That's all they are is muscle. They're incredible. They're so, so I, I totally could see them being just alien descendants and, um, I also wonder if like all of like the mythical creatures that supposedly came through, came from the ocean, you know, throughout our history. I wonder if that was partially like aliens, like sirens and mermaids. Like what are those? What if they're just different types of aliens? Right. And there's so many reportings about mermaids and stuff that make me think that they are real. Like there's no way that all these people in all these different parts of the world can have these same experiences. And it's... <laughs> you know i do too i'm kind of the same way about like bigfoot too i'm like who says oh, it's yeah. not real like i don't like who who am i to not believe in something that's silly like we find new species every every single year there's there's hundreds of new species found like why is having a bigfoot so bananas right like i just know there's some crazy shit in the national parks and like bigfoot huh, there's probably a few of them you know definitely yeah right they're not you know they might be like on the verge of extinction but you know like they're and also, I've had a few crazy things happen, not Bigfoot related, but I've had a few crazy things happen to me that other people are just like, okay. So it just makes me think that like, you, you can't, you don't make that shit up, you know? I mean, I'm sure some people do for clout and whatnot, but you can see it in a lot of people's eyes when they're talking about it, just like how frightened they were, how serious it was. Like there's, it, I totally believe 
Yeah. And just like if they've had the same story since the 1970s or 80s and it's basically been unchanged and they're just trying to live a normal life, that's usually a great indication that they're not out there trying to get 15 minutes of fame and, you know, a couple bucks. Right. Okay. I have a question for you about aliens. Back to this. Do Mm. you think that there are people, I almost said human beings, do you think that there are people here, you know, integrated in our society that are actually not people like that are yeah, aliens you mean like humanoids yes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i definitely do i do um uh you know there's been like those weird i don't know how real they are but you know when those like photos pop up of people who seemingly are in like the wrong decade and then you'll see that they've shown up multiple times throughout history i feel like that's just like a great example of like time traveling um oh you just gave me like it just threw me into this this thought um, there was this documentary, I want to say it was on Netflix, it's not anymore, they took it off so fast, uh, but it was basically about this bald man who appeared in a fruit market, and he was butt naked, and he, like, took a piece of fruit, and then, of course, the market, like, called the police on him, he was arrested, they took him in, and he said, he was like, I, like, I'm from the future, and in the future, fruit and vegetables are free. And so that's why I I did that. And he's like, and I don't really even know how I got here. And they're like totally not believing him. And he was saying, he's like, I don't know what else to tell you. This is true. So he said, he was like, we're all, we're all chipped. You know, you can test me if you want to. So they end up doing like all these tests on this man. Like they did ancestry.com. He didn't have a single relative, no match. And they couldn't even tell where he was from. You know, when you do like the 23 and me, is that what it is? When they yeah, tell you yeah, your, yeah, like, your, you yeah, know, your, your ancestry, yeah. Yeah, they couldn't even tell him, like, where he, what, where his ancestors came from. No family, no, it was nothing. He had no matches. Like, mine was, like, 50% Irish and whatever. He had none of that. Didn't match with anything. And so then they test his blood, and it was, like, so fucking high in metallics. And he said, he was like, I have a chip in me. And they, they end up finding the chip. Didn't match anything that they'd ever seen um and he was saying how in the future like people live in pods and he didn't really know anyone here but he was trying to get his story out and people weren't really listening and then he went he went missing like they they just never saw him again so the documentary ends it's pretty short but it ends and the guy conducting the interviews is like knocking on his door he's asking his landlord and they're like he's we haven't seen him he's just gone are there, is there video footage of him? Yeah, and he talks on, so they, they kind of do blur out his face um, because he's like a little scared, I think, to talk to this reporter. And the reporter's like a kid. It's like you or me chasing this guy around. It's like you or me reading this, you know, on the news that this happened in our town and us being like, well, we got to find out more. <laughs> and right. yeah, so it's so, let me, let me figure out what the name of it is. Okay. Yeah, but to answer your question, I do believe the that Sorry for the interruption. No, I don't I don't really know what else to say about that because like I don't I don't have very much information, but I'm sure I just yeah. feel like it has to be a thing. I also wonder like I don't think aliens probably really want to be with us. Like I feel like they probably like their life is way cooler cuz they have so much better technology and they can go to different galaxies and stuff, you know? So Yeah. I don't really see them wanting to be with us. I think they probably pop in just to like 
go to a football game or whatever and then like dip out, you know, just to have a human experience for a little bit. For sure. Like there are definitely people that I've met too. And I'm like, wow, that man zips his skin off at night. But <laughs> it's like someone I see in the grocery store and have a brief conversation with. Not anyone that's a part of my life, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This so is... I want to say, I just looked up this documentary. I got to read this to you because okay. this could send me. Um, so it's called Confessions of a Time Traveler, The Man from 3036, directed by Nostradamus Brothers and narrated by Jack Helms. It lacks any evidentiary context, but comments instead on the irreversible consequences of a modern era. This is a faux documentary that begins with a oh. reel featuring a bald man. Like, is that even true, though? That that was faux? Like, why they take it off everything, you know? Probably because people were believing it. Like me. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> Wait, but okay, so this is not alien related, but this is kind of related. Something that I have, you know, listened to like a lot of podcasts about and definitely believe um, are kids who remember their last life and mm. they're, fresh, they're from, fresh from they're the fresh womb from and they're heaven or whatever you want to call yeah. it, the universe or whatever, wherever our souls mm -hmm. live. And so I'm really intrigued. If, if anyone else is intrigued about this, then you know this this small boy. I have no idea his information. I you know he claimed to be from Germany, and then his parents and psychologists ended up taking him to Germany, and he knew the town. I want to say, and he knew exactly where everything was, and like why would this three year old know where the supermarket is in this random ass town in Germany? And then there was another one I know of that was like a movie producer back in like the 1920s and um the kid knew you know names from actors and actresses back in that time that you know i don't even know and he it was they basically kind of proved that it was true because he saw this one um poster movie poster and he said those are my legs and it was supposed to be the main characters and then they were able to find out that the producer actually did step in and model that day for the shoot and so the kid the three-year-old was right that those were his, the guy's legs who he's claiming to be in his past life. Whoa. Yeah, I, wow, that's crazy. Cause it's like, you can't dispute that, you know? That's a rabbit hole that I, uh, that's maybe, uh, that'll be an episode, that'll be a Katie centric episode one day where I'll bring some facts about that and some interesting um, antidotes because that's really interesting to me. So I saw this kid who was like talking to his mother. He's probably like four. And he was saying, he was talking about coming to the U.S. on a submarine. And his mom was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, with all the other kids. And it, there's a lot of conspiracies that a lot of sex trafficking occurs on submarines. Um, and wow. this kid was saying, like, we almost crashed on the submarine and it would have been so bad because of all the kids. And he was going on and on about it. And his mom was just like shook. Like, you actually didn't come anywhere on a submarine. You came out of my vagine. And he was like, no, no, before this. And he was so adamant about it. And it was just so, like, it, it's, it's, it's frightening, but it's so cool. Because little kids really are closer to the other side. And it just makes me believe even more in reincarnation. Me too. Yeah, Boyd even said he, when he was like two or three, he used to tell his mom that I chose you to be my mommy. Like he kept, he would always tell her that. He would say, you know, just remember, I chose you to be my mommy. Like I knew I needed to come down and be with you, you, you know? And so they both remember him saying that at a young age. 
Um, so, and I definitely think Boyd's been reincarnated. I do not think he's a new soul. I think he's an older soul. So that does make sense. Right. <laughs> I also feel like a lot of the people in my life have been in my life, like in every lifetime, you know, I feel like I just keep mm -hmm. finding, it's like when I saw Debbie the other day and I, I looked her in the eyes and I just like felt so connected. I was like, we've done this before, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I definitely feel like Boyd and I have been in past lives together. We both feel that way. The, the, our, like we fell in love the first date, you know, we just knew something was special. Wait, I think us. you should tell your, your story with Boyd because it's pretty uncommon. Okay, sure. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, yeah, so I had moved to Philadelphia uh, in 2018 for a boy. Um, and it, it was convenient because I had gone to school here. And so I just was like, sure, why not? It was between living in Tampa with Ginny or moving to Philadelphia for this boy. I chose the boy. Right, like she was thinking about coming to Tampa and then she met the boy. Yeah. And yeah. I had to... And we agreed. We agreed that you should... You should see where it went because you had been in a terrible relationship before yeah and you were happy and he was really nice he was like the he's the guy that there was nothing like wrong with him he just wasn't enough for me and so he was he was really good to me he loved me correctly he just wasn't my person so um anyway so i we we were together for a little over a year and then in april of 2019 when we were supposed to resign a lease i basically had a panic attack and realized that i cannot live with this man again for another year i just was i just knew it was not right so i i was in brazil for work whilst i came to this epiphany i came home and literally the first night i broke up with him um and then we had to live together for like a month and a half after that so not great planning on my part, but I just had to get it off my chest. I couldn't, like, continue to... You trusted your gut. Yeah, I just couldn't pretend to, like, still love him. You know, I just had to be honest with him. So I then found my own apartment. I was on this... I actually... I um, I was an event planner working for an event planning company, and I uh, had accepted to do an international contract. So I was going to, I think, like, nine different countries in 2019, um all really, really close together. I was like, I was out of the country for like four months, um, from April to December. So I was going through really hectic time, but I was like living my dream. I had always said since I was like in high school that I wanted to get paid to travel. And, um, the fact that I could go plan parties in different countries and like throw them was like the coolest thing ever. So I was so excited for just this opportunity. Um, I came back from uh, Israel in June. I moved into my new apartment on July 1st. I like downloaded Bumble sometime in between. Um, July 6th, I saw Boyd's profile and I only swept, I only swiped right on one other guy besides Boyd. I was being very picky because I was like, I'm not dating any schlubs. Like I'm dating like dope dudes. <laughs> We're not settling this time around. And I really wanted to be like wine and dine. I had always been in relationships, like relationships just naturally come to me for better or for worse. Um, and I'd never really been like dated or gone on dates with people that I didn't know either like from high school or college. And so I really wanted that experience. So I swiped right on Boyd and I was really kind of between his profile. I was like, is he too douchey? Is he the perfect amount of douche? Like how, who, who is this man? Um, he also had art dealer listed on, under his profile. And I was like, who the fuck is an art dealer? Like, this is a cat. This is a weird, you know, he, he must be lying. Um, and so on Bumble... Yeah, I remember you were like, is, 
parents are probably an art dealer or something. And he, this is just a family business. I remember you thinking that. Yeah. And then not true, not by true. the way. But anyways, yeah, go on. Not true. So <laughs> then I, obviously on Bumble, you have to message first. And so I messaged him and he said his celebrity crush was Jennifer Aniston. And I said mine too. And so that kind of started our conversation. And we texted for um like five or six days and then he told me uh like at the beginning of the week he said be at this restaurant at this time we're going to dinner and that got me I was like okay sir I'll be there so Friday night at like 8 30 it was actually just last week so I saw the photos like I took photos for some reason I had this 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 urge to take photos of my makeup and what I wore. And so I like, I have the hour before dinner, I have photo evidence, which is really, really cool. Um, and I got there first, of course, because that's who I am. And I was standing in the bar and he, I saw him get out of the Uber and I texted him and I was like, I see you. And I see him like looking around, like looking up and down the block. And I was like, ha, power is like already asserted, you know, in my mind. I'm like, okay, I got him. <laughs> And, like, it was amazing that you got to see him enter rather than the other way around, you know? Like, you got to check it out first. Like, if you weren't interested, you could have run, but (laughs) you you got to hold that power. I did. And so then I stood there right in front of the door as he entered it, and he just, like, looked me up and down. He just, like, had the biggest smile, and he was like, hi. And... I remember being, like, definitely nervous, but he looked exactly what he looked like in photos. He was dressed phenomenally. He did his hair. He smells good. Like, he's just, like... He's an aesthetics guy, which is exactly what I need. Um, and we just had, we just, I, like, we truly did fall in love that night. We just, we had a great bottle of sparkling rosé. We shared, you know, tapas. Then we went to um, a martini bar afterwards and we got wasted. We walked two and a half miles back to my house. I was in four-inch heels, drunkenly making out the whole time. He came up to mine. He tried to sleep with me. I told him no. I said, stranger danger. Amazing. Yep. (laughs) And it's funny because a lot of times it's people that you don't necessarily love or like know that you're going to have a future with that. You're like, yeah, sure. But you knew with this guy, you were like, I'm not sleeping with you because (laughs) you're going to earn it. (laughs) I'm like not a one night stander. I'm very stingy about my sex. Like it takes a lot for me to want to have sex with you. And so I was like, we need a condom. Like I'm not about to do this like wasted, you know? And so he left And um, we literally just never stopped seeing each other for four years. Yeah, I remember getting, like, you called me before. I mean, not not the day of the date. Like, I don't know. It was right after you'd been talking to him for a couple days. And you're like, he wants to do something. And then you called me after, probably two weeks later. I think that you guys hung out, and then you must have hung out for, like, two weeks straight, right? (laughs) We Well, we both were so busy. And so we were seeing each other, like... Whenever you could. Probably once or once or twice a week and then we kind of developed a schedule we would see each other tuesday thursdays and saturdays like that was like our schedule for the first year (laughs) yeah i remember and you had called me a couple weeks after that first date and you were like uh so i have the time of my life and we're still seeing each other (laughs) yep and i didn't i didn't want a boyfriend i wanted just like a friends with benefit moment and um yeah no i just yeah you thought you were gonna have a one night stand for the first time and it just didn't work out like that (laughs) Yeah, no, he's just too amazing. He was just too amazing. Like he just now you have two night stands. (laughs) (laughs) So he just he just checked so many of my boxes, and it just it's just right. And so then like 
the rest of the year was actually really cool because we were balancing me traveling and him traveling quite a bit. And so it actually added like a lot of spice because I was gone for a lot of the year. And so um, in October, I went to China for like a week, 10 days. And so the night I came back, I, um, I went to dinner with him, his brother and his sister-in-law. And then after that, he asked me to be his girlfriend. So our official anniversary is October 30th, but I really consider July 12th to be our anniversary because like I didn't sleep with anyone else after that like you were mine so that's that's what I consider my anniversary right that's when you met that's when your feelings started yeah yeah and it's so funny like the way that you say you when you meet people you know or you don't like you knew yeah he told me he was gonna marry me on I think either my first or first or second date like he straight up was just like yeah I'm I'm, I'm gonna marry you and I was like, like you're the one I was like all right crazy like <laughs> fucking bananas <laughs> get away from me <laughs> right but in your head you're like already picking out the ring <laughs> no because I just came out of a relationship where I was like the guy wanted to be with me and I didn't want to be with him and so I was like red flagged I was like back off like just let me like be my single girl you know what I mean like don't try to yeah. wife me and I was very like I I very much held off like he definitely would have moved our relationship faster but I was very adamant like I was like I'm moving slow I want to live my life like I want to see you, but I also want to like have freedom. Like I'm not about to just like jump back into a relationship. And so I really, I took it slow, which was nice. Yeah. That is beautiful. Um, I also find it so fascinating that like so many girls are on all these dating apps and they're always going on dates and doing this and doing that and trying so hard to find a boyfriend. And you're like, I just think I need to like get out there again, you know, not looking for a boyfriend and you found a husband. <laughs> not that they're engaged, but you know, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, no, but he is my husband. Yeah. I call him my husband, you know, like that's like, he just is. Um, well, it's been my whole life though. Like literally my whole life, I always used to complain that guys in like high school would be like, you're the girl I'm going to marry. So I'm not going to date you now. Like I never could have casual relationships. Like people just right. wanted to. It's not to... the right time. Like, okay. Yeah. Or like, I want to be with you and like, I want to marry you. And so people would be like very keen to wife me up. And I did not ever have the time to just like be like a single Pringle. Like I was always getting wife. That's true. You always have like had a boyfriend. I mean, not you. You go through. You've gone through stretches where you didn't, but it's not like you were hooking up with someone. You were like you either were single and focusing on your own shit, or you had a boyfriend. Yeah, or I would like I went through like the flavor of the week. That's like what my parents would call me. Is I would talk to like someone new yeah. for like a week. I never like slept with them. I would just like you know we'd go out to ice cream or we'd like do dinner, and then I'd be like, meh, all right, like on to the next. And bo- everyone falls in love with Katie. Like it's not like. It's not like Katie's just like going on these ice cream dates and then these boys are letting her go. She's going on these ice cream dates and then boys are like sending her flowers and showing up at work and like trying to get like you're a little bit exclusive. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it was just creepy. Love that. That were like wanting to suck the energy from me. For sure. But like that's none of that shit's ever happened to me. <laughs> like ever. I remember actually in seventh grade, Matt Coles, who you dated, he, a couple years later, but in seventh grade, he gave me this card for Valentine's Day. And it was like, I'll love you till the last rose dies. And it was like a bouquet of, it was probably three roses and one plastic rose. And I was like, that is so cute. And then I found out he gave the same card to another girl, Caitlin Russo. And I was like, that's fucked up, but I still have it. Wow. That actually, he was so slick. He was like, 
He was like I know. S- smooth moves kind of thing. Like he had, I don't know, what a what Like a, a charisma. Yeah, there was something about him. You know, like he, I don't know, he could have been someone. Yeah, I, I agree. So it goes. <laughs> so what do you have going on this week? Um, what are you doing for the rest of the week before you leave? Just cramming? Are you packed yet? No, because we're just, it's just like all like athletic clothes. It's not like anything cute, you know, right. so it's just like. No pressure. T-shirts and bathing suits and stuff like that. So yeah, we leave Thursday afternoon. We're driving up to Rhode Island and we're going to stay the night and see some friends for dinner. And then we're going to drive out to the Cape the next morning and like catch the ferry and everything um, Friday morning. So yeah, we're just, just working and like, I, I can't believe we bought a house. Like that's crazy to, to feel you know yeah like or do you feel like proud of yourself because you should this is like a huge uh, milestone <laughs> or you're just not there yet you're not it's not real till you're there yeah it just doesn't feel real I've only seen it once and like the people were there so it didn't really like I couldn't like just like sit in the house and like feel the energy right it wasn't um, your home yet yeah but so my realtor's doing the walkthrough tomorrow and putting our like the lock like changing the locks so that it's our locks and then we're, like, getting it cleaned and doing some, like, general contracting stuff and, like, just getting it, like, all spiffed. And then we move in 37 days, 35 days. Crazy. Wow. It's all happening. <sighs> I know. It really is. What are you up to for the rest of the week? You're leaving too, aren't you? Yeah. So oh. I am – so I've never left the country before. Um, what? I – ever. I just got my passport, like, three weeks ago. How did I not yeah. know that? I don't know. That's not something I brag about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so my other soul sister, Vicky, it's her bachelorette and we're going to Mexico. But I'm like the kind of girl that, and she's a lot of girls coming, like a lot of friends. And I don't hang out with anyone really. Like I spend a lot of time with like my brother and like I just, I'm not around people a lot, so I have to get acclimated. So she knows me. So she's having me fly to Atlanta tomorrow. She lives in Atlanta. Um, and I'm going to go and stay there with her for like 10 days, and which is a long trip, but it's going to be amazing. Um, she actually just bought a house and moved. I have like a thing for organizing other people's stuff. So she's got like a checklist for me. Oh my God, this is going to be the best 10 days of my life. Like, talk about stay-at-home daughter shit. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited. And then we're going to fly together to Mexico next Friday, maybe. Okay. Two questions. Do you have your own room in Mexico? We're sharing a room. Okay, cool. And then are you a good flyer? So good. Oh, my God. I fall asleep okay. on the tarmac. I wake up on the tarmac. When okay. I flew to Tennessee last week, I never even knew who I was sitting next to till we were getting off the plane. I opened my eyes. And the guy was like, damn, you know how to fly. Yep. Like, yep. Sure do, just sir. Knock myself out. Okay. Knock myself into sleep. That's what I assumed, but just, you know, I just didn't know. I assumed you would be a good flyer. I used to be a very anxious flyer. Like, very anxious. And I think it's because my after 9-11, my dad was scared of flying, and my dad isn't scared of shit. So I remember flying to Florida with him, and he was, like, white-knuckling the iPod that we were sharing. <laughs> And that startled me. And from then I had like travel anxiety, but I'm good now. I just got to get there. That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. 
Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.